What's up, guys? Welcome into the Brutes of the Balcony podcast. We're recording from the St. Louis, Missouri studios from thetapsports.com. Nick Gale, TJ Weber, once again bringing you a great first show of the week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all week, every week, right? All week, every week. Every Three week. shows a week. Hopefully getting some guests on the podcast here coming up pretty soon. TJ, how was your weekend? It was good. It was busy. Friday, had a pool party. Saturday, had a pool party. Did you get sunburned? I did not. Good job. You wore the sunscreen? Uh, on Saturday, I did. Friday, 75 SPF for you, I'm, white boy? I'm more of a, yeah, I go Pale about skin. 50 to 70 is pretty normal. No, probably 30 to 50. Did you usually. reapply? Like I'm not a big you? reapplying guy, no. but usually on my shoulders. My shoulders are the part that always get fried every single time. Every year, every summer, I have one bad and day. The, you ever shower after you get a oh sunburn on your shoulders, goodness. your neck? Awful. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Well, I made the critical mistake at the beginning of the summer trying to get all tanned by using tanning lotion and not using any sunscreen. Really? And just got absolutely fried, like, it, like a lobster. My back, my legs, Yeah. This my might face. sound dumb. I didn't know there was a difference between sunscreen and then tanning lotion. I thought it was all the same thing. No, sunscreen protects your skin. Because it's a screen. I get yeah, it. Okay. Tanning lotion, like, absorbs the heat more. I guess, like, the, the sun... So I didn't know it was different. But there's a little bit of sunscreen in tanning lotion. It's okay. like 10 SPF or 15 SPF. Because, you know, we used to talk. We used to say, oh, so, you know, I'd have sunscreen or suntan lotion. But I always thought it was the same thing. No. So I asked two, for suntan two. lotion. I get, I, But everybody else gave me sunscreen. So I thought it was like a Right. Two, they know, actually are two different things. Two names for one thing. Right. So but that's there's nothing worse than getting a bad sunburn to start the summer. Yeah. And then you peel. Ugh. And then it's just, ugh. Have you ever seen somebody gets a sunburn? It's so bad it starts bubbling. Oh yeah, like the blisters. It's disgusting. I've never, I've never had a sunburn that bad. Never no. been out in the in the sun for that long. That wouldn't leave scars. I yes. mean, that yes. that's nothing to mess around with. I had a buddy that did that. We played baseball. He was out the entire baseball season. Yeah, that. that's it's it's a nasty little injury. Yeah. Wear your sunscreen, kids. That's right. So we did that Friday, and my buddies. It was more of a night thing, so we didn't have to wear sunscreen. Saturday, uh, it was a fun day. Bringing uh, the wedding party over, so the had a little get together, if you will. It was a lot of fun, and then today's recovery for both of those parties. You're recovering nicely. Yeah, but I'm back here. I'm I'm back never stopping action. the grind. Back in action. The grind continues. Rise and grind. So how was yours? I know you went to the ponies. I did go to the ponies Friday. What did I do Friday? How'd you do at the ponies? Friday I stayed in. I think. Oh, I went to the mall on Friday. Nice. Did a little shopping with my brother. Then yeah, Saturday. Well, you middle school. Well, I had to get you some guys things. had to go hang out at the mall. Had, had to get had to get some items. Got to go go eat and see the hot chick at the uh, food court. No, I didn't do that. Did he at the food court though? Okay. Got did you get the samples? Do you take the? Do you go to South County Mall? No, West County. West County, right by my house. Do you get free samples there? They used to. Yeah. Not on a Friday night though. South County they do, and you take a lap around. You get you know the nice. They have like a little deli place. No free ads. So you get like a little deli sandwich there. You go around. They have like meatballs sometimes. They have the Chinese the teriyaki chicken right there. It's it's fantastic. Lovely. Yeah. That's a great way to get a little snack. That's right. And, so so anyway. You can go the cheap route and not actually spend money on a meal like a normal human being, just TJ. keep putting a different hat on and just, you know, go around, get yourself a nice little lunch for free. Bunch of cheapskates over here. Change your shirt a couple times, no big deal. Jeez. It's like they don't even know who you are. They just keep, sir, you want this? Absolutely, You're I do. You're like, yes. Wait. Some places give fifth, you two rounds. It's like, holy humped up, let's go. Fifth round around. Yeah. I think I've seen you. Yeah, but they don't give me shit because I'm like, hey. You know, I'm giving some business. You're, you're a regular. Yeah, that's right. You're a regular. But no, so I went to the mall, got some, uh, did a little shopping, and then Saturday, yeah, I went to the ponies. Fared better than I normally do. Mm-hmm. I think I broke even. Saw a $25 ticket that you took a snapshot yep. of. Hit that one. Yep. What was that horse going off at? 
Uh, I forget what the odds we got him at, but it was like an $80 payout. So really? Nice. Pr- pretty good. Nice. There was this guy, though, next to us that had picked a horse at 14 to 1 mm-hmm. and put 50 bucks on it. Wow. It opened at 14 to 1. And he, I don't know where he got it, but he put 50 bucks on it, and his payout was over $700. <laughs> So he was very excited. Nice day at the office about his winnings. Wow. But yeah, we took our we pooled our winnings together and uh, then went to uh, went to a little bar down in Soulard and had had a couple drinks there mm-hmm. and then uh, went home. So did you usually like do you bet only on the races that are live? Do you ever bet any of the TV? No, races? I don't bet any of the TV. I only bet the live races there. Really? Okay. Best way to do it is uh, two dollars per bet. Yep. Watch it live. Maybe either pick a trifecta and exacta where mm-hmm. you have to pick all three horses in order yeah. first second third or f- pick the top two in order one two maybe you do a little box action yeah well we'll uh, instead of a parlay like they do in you know in sports betting or something else like that it's called a quinella or a trifecta or an exacta and then you can box them like you said where all the horses can finish in the top three in different spots or right. if you do them exactly but the boxing costs more money nick that's See, what that means. i don't get that so if you want to box an exacta, a two dollar exacta. Two dollar exacta. You want to box. box it? Yes. It's four dollars. Correct. But why would you just not? Well, wait. Do two separate bets of two exactas with horse one two and then another straight exacta with two one. I think instead there's of boxing it. I it's think it's actually. So if you put three horses with an exacta box, it's six dollars because you're having you know what I mean three horses with a chance of getting first and second. So the, the fact that you had that other horse adds more money to it. Right. I'm talking about two. Correct. Yeah, two horses. If you do a one dollar exacta box, it's two. Two dollars is four. You're right. So you're saying if why not well, do why not just do a, a straight exacta? It on covers one, two. It, it covers both one. alleys. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to do two separate bets. It's supposed to cover that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I it also I didn't know if the straight exacta paid paid out the same amount as usually. It's just helps them all get their things done quicker. You know what right. I mean? So I you guess say that, box I guess instead that's of saying, true. I got four bets. But you can just say, I got two bets because yeah. I want to box these horses. So it's faster horses. for them. Right, I think so. And it's for the saves people. Them just, some, saves them some time. But it, the boxing comes into play later on if you're you know, going for a trifecta or something like that. Nothing aggravates me more than – because a lot of people like to go look at the horses before they go bet on them. Mm-hmm. Check them out, see if they're wild, wound up, kind of – You know, you, doing you see the, if the horse winks at you like uh, – Yeah, and you're that, like, that's, ride. that's my horse. Yeah. Like, that's the one. So you check out the horses, and then you go over to bet – and there's always a pretty long line at the betting window, and by the time you know you get done looking at the horses, you go and get in line, and then by that time it's getting down to the wire before the race is starting, mm-hmm. and the line's still pretty long. But there's one guy at the front that's making like 30 bets. Terrible. And you're like, come on, speed it up. One we, minute we, to post. Yeah, we all want to get in, want to mm-hmm. get our bets in, and then you get up to the window, and then you can't even bet because the race has already started because the dumbass in front of you was making 55,000 bets on every horse at the racetrack and all the online ones as well you're like come on dude so for anybody out there that's a rookie that's never been here's a little fun fact for you get your bet figured out before you go to the betting window. do that and if you ever are in need of getting a bet down within two to three minutes when post is coming this is what you do never go behind somebody that has a newspaper or a racing form or something in front of them with a lot of things written down right you know they're going to be there for a bit you go and there's a lot of these guys like the older people 60 70 80 years old will go in there and they'll make you know thirty bets at once. That's what he'll. That's what they'll do. And then you're sitting there like you said, and you miss your bet. And then your horse ends up winning every time when you miss your Aggravating. bet. Aggravating. It's unbelievable. Aggravating. My grandpa had the greatest way of doing it though. He so they had the machines, and he would sit there and go to his machine. He he planned out like so he knew he was going to the track. He planned right. out three days before because he was retired, 
and he would know exactly what horses he wanted, what races, what bets, what money. He'd write it all down. Then he first thing he does when he gets to the track, makes all his bets on the computer, like the that little thing they can print smart. them out, and he has them for the whole day. That's smart. So yeah, pretty, that's just, pretty that, cool. That's thinking ahead. Pretty cool. That's stuff. a veteran. That's a veteran uh, horse better right there. That is. So good weekend. Good weekend to the yeah. ponies. And uh, now we're Sunday, just casually relaxing, watch some World Cup, and uh, a lot of recovery good. today. Yeah. A lot of recovery. So. I don't really need to recover from anything. I didn't really do any heavy drinking or heavy sunbathing. So. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like a million bucks Because you today. switched from suntan lotion to sunscreen, yeah, so you made, feel better. made a smart choice. Yeah. Reminder, you can always follow us on Twitter. We encourage it, Nick. It's at Balcony Brews Pod. Same on Instagram. You can search us on Facebook, Brews on the Balcony Podcast. You can also subscribe to us. We want you to subscribe. Give us the five-star rating. If you like what you hear, continue to listen. Tell your friends. Tell your family. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud. They're all there. Subscribe. And give us some feedback. Nick, it is now time for uh, a little segment. With Hot Topics. It, top Topics. So uh, this is a couple things we're talking about. You know, we recorded our Friday show last Wednesday, so we didn't get a chance to break down Michael Porter Jr., the entire situation of the NBA draft. First of all, anybody out there that doesn't know, he was picked 14th by the Denver Nuggets. A lot of question marks going with him. You know, the experts saying, why is he dropping this low? There's Because he was supposed to go top 10, we've been talking about. You have the injury issues. You have the, you know, I guess, unproven times so far. He went to Mizzou and got hurt. Everybody knows that. People talking about his high school days. Can he continue that type of stuff in the NBA? Nuggets take a chance on him. Nick, what do you think about the pick? Are you surprised he went 14 instead of higher? Definitely surprised he fell all the way to the 14. The Kings were really interested in him at 2, and then the Bulls almost seemed like a lock at 7 with the amount of time that he spent in Chicago over the past couple months. I thought there was no way he falls past the Clippers, and I think he was obviously surprised too. But 14 to the Nuggets, it's a great fit for him there. Uh, like he said, he's really excited to go to Denver where he's working with a, a younger core, a team that could have some good potential uh, moving into a, be a good playoff team coming up in uh, 2019, whereas a lot of those lottery teams are still in the rebuilding process. Uh, I would have liked to see him go to the Sixers, too. I thought that would have been an interesting yeah. interesting location. But Denver overall, I think, got a steal. And hopefully the hip and back injuries can subside and he can return to performance like he did in his AAU and high school days. We didn't really get a chance to watch him play in college because of the, the back injury mainly and then the hip injury as well. There was some skepticism going into the NBA draft about the hip injury that he, where he had to cancel his last pro workout, and I think that scared a lot of teams within the top 10. But 14, Nuggets, they get a steal. Yeah, I think so too. He's a great athlete. He seems like uh, a very confident guy too, where he understands no matter if he was 1 or 14 or if he went even later than that, he was going to make whatever team that is that picks him the smartest team in the draft. And he said that afterwards when he got interviewed. He said, I'm going to make sure the Nuggets are the smartest people in this draft. He said something of that sort, mm-hmm. saying that I will make sure I'm the best pick in this draft. And it was really cool to see him say that. You know, he's giddy, obviously. He wanted to go higher, I'm sure. Probably had, you know, an imagination of going number one overall when he was in high school, and there was a good chance of that before he got hurt. But at the end of the day, you know that God puts you on his earth to do something. He's incredible. He's doing something that millions of people would love to do. He gets drafted, and he walks across that stage, shakes the hand of Adam Silver, and now he's in the NBA. And I, I guarantee you the Nuggets are going to be extremely happy with him and extremely happy with the fact that, yeah, he could be out for a lot of this season too, they're saying, with some of these injuries and the surgeries and all that stuff. But in the long run, I think it's going to make them a better team. 
the thing is too is that the Nuggets don't really have a superstar, and so this could really be Michael Porter's team to kind of take over. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of, I mean, they have a lot of good veterans: Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, Wilson Chandler, Paul Millsap. They got a lot of good pieces and that make them a good team overall, but Michael Porter Jr. can really step into this and assuming he's healthy mm-hmm. and doesn't miss a bunch of playing time, uh, could really make a big impact for the Nuggets right away. A couple of uh, big names that we were talking about with the draft. Um, some interesting things going on. So obviously Aiton goes one to the Phoenix Suns. Bagley goes two to the uh, Sacramento Kings. Then kind of an odd situation where Luka Doncic, Doncic, Doncic? Uh, Doncic. 6'8 shooting guard. He's supposed to be a beast from Slovenia. He gets picked third by the Atlanta Hawks, but then gets traded for Trey Young, yep. who got picked by Dallas at five. Now, I didn't watch it. I, I didn't. I watched some of the draft. I was following. We were both at softball when, right. when the draft was going on. And we were looking at, I was looking at my phone, but what did they trade exactly for Trey Young? Did they, it was just a regular swap, or was it like? It was like, a swap and, the, and then a 2019 first-round pick. Gotcha. Okay. So they did get a little bit more. Uh, in return, but I think I think Doncic is going to be the better player of the two. I mean, I really do. He's got the size. He's a good shooter. They've been kind of talking about him a lot. And Trey Young's good. He's going to be pretty good. You can tell. But he's six two one seventy eight. Yeah. And I know that people said this stuff about Steph Curry. They're making all these, you know, I guess comparisons between early the to two. Make those comparisons very early I mean, to one of the best shooters of all time. Yes. Of all time, has won multiple MVPs. Has won multiple NBA championships. Steph Curry was one of those guys where, yeah, he could have been rough because of his size, but it worked out for him. Doesn't mean it's going to work out for Trey Young. So I'm interested to see how that works. The most, uh, the most interesting part of the draft was, uh, and the MVP of the draft was Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj, Woj for ESPN, mm-hmm. where ESPN told other reporters pre-draft, the draft was on ESPN, to not uh, tweet the picks out before they were made live on TV. Mm-hmm. So Woj was saying things of, the like that the Magic are enlightened by Mo Bamba. The, mm. Bulls, the Bulls are laser-focused on w- Wendell Carter Jr. <laughs> the Cavaliers are enticed by Colin Sexton. <laughs> There's no way the Boston Celtics are going to pass on – I forget who they took in there. Did they end up taking uh, – who did Celtics take? Boston. Where are we at? Uh, Robert they, Williams. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, they, yeah. The, Boston has no plans to pass on taking Robert Williams. <laughs> awesome. So he, like, essentially just – Said, F- you to ESPN." Right. Tweeted out all the picks just in a different way. That's funny. And Twitter just absolutely loved it. And then ESPN praised him for it afterwards, so he's not going to get in trouble for it. Woj is a great guy. Woj is one of the great. Even if you're not a big NBA guy, this sounds really dumb because that's all he does. But yeah. he's so good at his job. Well, he's so well connected. You have that's to see him on Twitter. He's a great follow. Colin Sexton went to the Cavs. Kevin Knox went to the Knicks. As you mentioned, Nick, the New York Knox. The 76ers had a chance at 10 to take Porter. And then the Clippers had two chances to take Porter, yep. and they still didn't. I, I was really shocked by that. The fact shocked. that they take one of their picks to take Michael Porter Jr. I think they're all going to really uh, you know, kind of look back and say, hey, maybe I made a mistake. But you never know. It's early. We'll see. Uh, next up, Yachty has been on fire lately. And Five home runs in his last six games. He hit two against Milwaukee a couple days ago, and he also hit two uh, the other day as well. He's had two multi-home run games in the last five games. Does he keep it up? I think it's interesting to see how he's performed post uh, injury when he got when he had that unfortunate injury uh, on the fastball that hit him in the junk. Yeah, tough to see tough. for any man. And now he's out here and looking like 
the best catcher in the National League power-wise. Mm-hmm. You still see what he's, he's capable of doing behind the plate. He's got my all-star vote for National League. Absolutely. And especially with him being hurt, as you said, and being able to come back and continue this type of success at the plate is fantastic. Also during that stretch, by the way, six RBIs. He's got five hits. And uh, really just being that leader the Cardinals need, you know, because there's a lot of issues going on with the team. They're five and a half back going into today, uh, currently in another game right now against Milwaukee. However, you see the trend of Yachty continuing to do what he's done all his career. Even though he's getting older, Everybody's waiting for his drop-off, and he's not dropping off. He's going to stay here and play his entire contract. He's going to be a solid player. It's going to be a sad day when he leaves, but till that day comes, till that day he does retire, I think he'll be productive all the way till the end. That's what I think. He's tied with Yasmani Grandal now. For all-star voting? For No, in the National League home run race with, oh. a, with 11. So Nice. He's His other numbers aren't quite for as For catchers. Yeah, for catchers. Yeah. His other numbers aren't quite as great, but the power's there, especially over the past week when – which is good because voting's going on right now. We talked about the NBA draft. NHL draft happened this past Friday. Did. Blues picked up some young some young tykes, would you like to say? young uh, Some young prospects. Some young prospects. That's Prospects is the term that's used. Yeah. And who'd they get, Nick? They uh, got Dominic Bach, I think that's how you pronounce his name, mm-hmm. with the uh, 24, 25th pick in the first round. Excuse me. He's supposed to be a real speedster. Uh, he's a right wing. And then in the second round, pick 45, they got Scott Perunovic, mm-hmm. who's a defenseman. And then they also picked up a goalie, Joel Hoffer, Hugh McKean, who's a left winger in round five. Mm-hmm. In round six, they got Matthias Laferreri. I'm totally botching these I names. I believe And then you. pick 200 in round seven, another defenseman, Tyler Tucker. So, yeah, I think what was most intriguing about the draft was that they did not end up trading away any of their superstars. Colton Pareko had been in a lot of trade rumors with Edmonton and Toronto and Buffalo, but he's one of the top defensemen in the league, even though he had a weak season last year. A lot of players did. I think he's going to be well worth the Blues' investment. He signed a new contract at the beginning of last year, and the Blues would have to get a haul to trade him away because he's one of the best defensemen in the league. And if you're trading away – to try to replace a top-line center or get another winger to help out the goal situation, mm-hmm. you're making you're creating a hole in the defensive line that you can't fix. So I don't think really trading away Colton Preco to fill one hole at the top is really necessarily the move. But it's also poor to, bad to see that um, Tavares and Panarin, both who had been on the Blues' radars, refused to talk with St. Louis – so That's a, a lot of these top talents don't want to come to St. Louis. The Blues, however, did re-sign restricted free agent for Nikita Soshnikov to a one-year extension, one-year, one-way extension worth 800000 And then they're also talking with unrestricted free agent center Kyle Brodziak about a possible extension, but according to Jeremy Rutherford, are in no rush. So they're doing some little tweaks here and there, but, I mean – Doug Armstrong's got to be on the hot seat this year, 100%. especially if they don't make a big move in the offseason. There's a lot of time left to make a move, to make a trade, to sign a, a big name in free agency. But if these guys aren't wanting to talk to St. Louis or come to St. Louis, I mean, there's not much you can do. Yeah. I think Panarin would have been the best one because he's best friends with Vladimir Tarasenko. And mm-hmm. Tarasenko told the Blues all along before Panarin had came into the league and went up with the Blackhawks. Draft him. To take him. And, yep. you know. 
just imagine what that pairing could have been like. Unbelievable. With the two of them playing together and the chemistry that they have had playing together in, in years past. So, I mean, it's up to Armstrong to make a move now. Figure it out. and Got to. you got to start do, winning. Do That's how you bring these guys here. Missing you know? a playoffs is unacceptable. And if you're not going to make any moves to improve the team, what does that say to the fan base? So, 100%, 100%. You have to be able to not only improve your team, but – consistently get the guys you already hear, have them get better. Because yeah. you're giving away wasted years on guys like Colton Pareko, like you mentioned. Robbie Fabry, that's a different scenario because he keeps getting hurt. It's not really the organization right. or the team or the coach. But in the long run, I think the Blues are going to be okay. As in, like, I think if they have one more bad year, everything's either going to change or if they have a good year next year, they're going to build upon it. I don't think they're going to be happy with just making the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be happy with only winning the first round. I think because of the success that this team had no, just a few short years ago, they want to win. It's Stanley obviously Cup wants a Stanley Cup. It's it needs Stanley to be Cup or bust. Anything less than the Stanley Cup is a dis- disappointment for Doug Armstrong. Three one four eight seven seven eight five nine seven is our voicemail inbox number. Let us know your thoughts on the Blues, Michael Porter Jr., Yanni, the Cardinals. Anything you got, we want to hear it. Three one four eight seven seven eight five nine seven, or always tweet us at Balcony Brews Pod on Twitter, but Nick, that's a top hot topics. Top topics, hot topics. Hot, 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 topics. I could go for some hot tots right now. Hot tot? Pretty good stuff? Yeah. Yeah? You big tot old, guy? Good old tater tot. That's got to be the move. If someone offers you, what's your side, and they have tots? If anybody offers tots, I always get them first. Guy. You really? Big onion ring guy. I, I like, I like a hand-breaded onion ring. There's a certain fast food joint that I won't mention that kind of ruined those for me. Like, they weren't, I ate the real ones like at a restaurant. They're really good. I think I would know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and some don't even have like real onions in them. Or it's like I'm, it's like a mash. I'm almost positive I know which yeah, one you're Yeah, you know exactly about. what I'm talking about. There's one down the road. But yeah. it's it's honestly that kind of ruined it for me. Yeah. Still like them, but that's not my number one go to. Your thoughts, three one four eight seven seven eight five nine seven, your go to side with a burger. Onion rings or tater tots or if waffle tater tots fries. are ever offered, you take them over the fries every day. Every day. Unless they're because that's good that's oh, the best. Oh, what? That's I mean, excuse me. We'll we'll beep that up. Yeah, we'll bleep that geez, up. Sorry about on. that. I'm, I'm, I'm getting kind of. They're not giving us anything. I'm getting kind of rusty. Return. What are you gonna do? All right, so we got our voicemail segment, Nick. We have. We haven't done this in a while. I feel like. So I feel like it's been a few weeks since we've gotten some high quality voicemails. It what, has been. What's what Stanley got for us today? Well, I don't know yet, and I'm interested to see how this goes. Oh, unscreened. Wow. Here we go. He might be upset, and now he might be upset on his next call because these were actually uh, called in over nine days ago. So we just haven't played them. We've well, why kind the of, hell haven't we played them? Because we've had too much to talk slacking about. Slacking as a producer over here. Too many hot takes. We just I, have I to get them I all out. I want a real producer here to make sure that we get Stanley Cup's voicemails in because he is committed to this show. He's yeah. been committed to this show since day one when it was the TJ Weber show, and he's committed to it now. So we need to make sure that we play his voicemails so he doesn't get mad at us. So let's see TJ. what Stanley uh, had to say on these on these last two days that he came in, June 15th, June 16th. All right. Hey, I said, hey, TJ, Dick, on the, on the Frogs on balcony, hey, this Stanley Cup, how you no doing, way, is it him? Hey. How you doing there, Dick? Pretty good. That's good, that's good. Hey, hey, this, this, uh, this Cardinal team, boy, woo, they got, woo. the Cubs coming up this week, and they, they got to pick it up, they got to, they got to make it happen, Stated. they got to hold themselves accountable. You got, I think they lost two or three, like Dexter I said. Fowler. Come on, Dex. What are you doing? Big, big money, big contract. You counting money? Not doing nothing. Dex. Not doing nothing. Pick it up. Pick it up, Dex. Hey, dress it. These guys. Oh. Go ahead. Oh. Play the rookies. I don't care. Bring them up. Go down to 
You go down to Memphis. You Invaders go down to playing. Missouri. Yeah. You go, you go to Honey Money. I don't give a shit. Go where? Honey Money. Good shout out. Bring your system. These clowns on the top ain't playing. Sit home and count the. Uh, oh. Uh, cutting out. Must have been a storm. In a tunnel. What is going on? Is he, gonna is, he in, is he in a hurricane? What the hell? Also, Tino Martinez dropping. Tino Martinez? Oh, Alan what Craig? the hell? I think he's talking about Alan Craig there. God, I don't understand what just happened there. It was all, all over the place. By the way, his transcriptions on these are hilarious. It says, you... You go, you can. You look at you know Martinez. Back in this 1980 something, you thought, boy, that's a work buddy to cuddle. Never had not jealous house. What? Well, he's hammered. So well, I understand that. The Google that's... translation is, is can't wasn't programmed to pick up hammered people. He called the next day, so he called on the 16th of June. He called I guess on the 16th. He's only giving hot takes about looks like the Capitals, Belmont. Let's see if he was right on his uh, prediction. Hey, hey, just want to say just congratulations you. Just me. on a victory for the Belmont Stakes on the Justified. Thank you. I'm Thank curious. you. What are you going to do with the dollar forty? The $1.40? That doesn't pay very much. Hey, <laughs> hey, uh, heard you guys no, I won 75 about, bucks uh, on Justified. I'm registered for a wedding at Bed Bath & Beyond and a tour there. That's <laughs> funny stuff. Hey. That's funny <laughs> stuff. We registered, Dixie and I, we registered at Friar Tux. And we're more going through there trying to figure out which Jack Black or Jack Red, different Jack Daniels, all what? kinds of different vodkas. <laughs> he, he, he's he's looking for his alcohol. I know what it means. What, Friar what Tux. Mean when you're talking about being hungry. <laughs> Woo! It, 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 uh, he's looking. It's a mess. Uh, it's a mess. Uh, Congratulations. Party like the Washington Capitals, boys. <laughs> So he's congratulating me on my win of Justified. Yeah, so that was, that was actually after Belmont. After Belmont. But he's right. Those odds were rough on that one. They were, but that's when you just get in a pool and just pick the damn horse, and then you get Justified, and everybody else takes a different horse. Well, and you put I, 25 bucks on them. I collect your winnings. You literally get a dollar or yeah. $2 on them. We did another one of those pools where you do $10, though. Yeah. Per horse, and then you get to pick your horse. I guess then, it was, yeah, it, like you so you would. Bet you're 20, and then you get, yeah. what, like 24 back probably yeah, at, at the know. most? Right. I don't know. Something like that. Odds are very low. Yeah. That, that was That's disappointing. Better bet would be doing exact on Justifying Bravazo finish 1-2. That's what I did. Did Bravazo finish 1-2? He got third. No, he got fourth. He got fourth. I'm he pretty finished sure. finished two. Oh, God. Was I don't it, even know. Was it the Jack horse that was the other favorite in the Kentucky Derby? Uh, maybe. I don't, I, I don't, I don't no, know. You know, you know who it was? It was Gronkowski. Gronkowski was two, I believe. Gronkowski finished two. Yeah. That By the way, his odds started at sixty-nine to one. If you didn't know that, they did that, that just for Gronk. That had to be. Yeah, that had to. And be. he's a part-time owner, which you can imagine. Right. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the last one we have, we have Mitchell from Texas calling in. Mitchell from Texas. Uh, what does he have to say? Today? Wow, another long one. This guy likes to talk oh, to he's us. He's probably going to give us a a whole dialogue on something good. What I'm, do you think I'm, it is? Just give a mm, guess. What do you think it's going to be? Ooh. I'm going to say it's something about the NBA draft, or he's going to rant again about whatever he was trying to argue last time about the NBA uh, finals championship being harder to win than the Stanley Cup. I feel like he's going to go back to it. He's just going to keep ranting. Looking at the, the transcription, it looks like there's a lot of hot takes on here. Oh, here we go. So here we go. 
How's it going, y'all? This is Mitchell from Texas y'all calling in again. I hope y'all are doing two. well today. Um, I was just listening y'all to y'all's uh, most recent Three. podcast about um, most fun or which are you in a bathroom? Where are you? You watch at home versus at the arena, and I personally think that the NBA is the most fun game he is to in watch the bathroom. inside the arena for the sole reason of the three-point shot. Whenever a guy like Steph Curry gets going and he gets hot and he's starting to see 30-footers foot, 30 on a regular basis, it, it really takes the takes the air out of the arena. It's the, more, the most exciting Mitchell thing. Mitchell from Texas, a Warriors Whenever fan? a guy like that, a shooter like that gets going. The Warriors um, fans? Shocker. thought he was so a Miami the, Heat fan. The NBA is a sport that you just have to see in person. And whenever you see like a seven footer, like a DeAndre Jordan, I've been able to see him live, and you, you get to see a seven footer. Those guys are just so much more massive than you really ever get to see on television. He's pretty big on TV. Anyway, so while I was uh, listening to your most recent podcast, I was I was thinking about something. Um, I, Let's break I think it down. Uh, sports is always very highly uh, surrounded by memories. Like you remember I'd the agree. first time you're in the backyard throwing the football around with your dad. You remember the first time you watched a game. For and sure, things like sure. that. Sports are always very uh, circulated around memories. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you guys, what were your what are your guys' moments where you remember where you were? Wow. Good question. Like, good, what's good the big sports moments in your mind where you can remember exactly where you were, the time, day, uh, the plays that happened, and kind of your emotions that were from it? In my personal experience, there's two times whenever I was involved in a sports moment that just really kind of changed my life. It was when uh, back in '09, whenever Nebraska came so close to beating Texas in the Big 12 championship, where Indominus Sioux single-handedly ended Cole McCoy's uh, Heisman hopeful. Do you recall that? Mm. And then the other good one was game, when uh, uh, the Miami Heat in Game Six, whenever ah, Ray Allen hit that see, shot was Miami and fan. the Heat into overtime. That was sick. Yeah, it was. Those are just a couple of my moments that I've had that will always be stuck in my mind where I was. That was insane. And kind of the emotions game. I felt that from cool. that environment. But um, that's kind of what I was wanted to ask y'all. And, uh, four, four, appreciate y'all listening five, and appreciate y'all's podcast. six. So, uh, that's it. Thanks, Mitchell. Y'all counter six. That's a tough question. Mitchell from Texas. That's a tough question. That Ray Allen, that game was insane. That was fun I to remember because I'm a big Heat fan myself. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade, mainly not more or less LeBron James, but D. Wade, Shaq, were my two top favorite players, and Ray Allen's my third favorite player, so mm-hmm. it was fun getting to watch those teams. And when Ray Allen hit that, sh- oh, my, that was so cool. I remember watching I was it on just TV. watching it on TV. And, like, in, I mean, I'm not, like, from Miami or anything, so I'm just a, a Miami fan from afar because I'm a fan of Dwayne Wade. Right. So I can't imagine what it was like for those fans in there in American Airlines uh, Center to see that. And for all those fans that left when yes. they came, and then couldn't get back in. Oh, oh man. Oh, God. How do they feel? But uh, favorite sports memory. That's tough. So what is yours? Do you have one in mind? It's tough to do this on, like, just just not knowing the question was there. That's an interesting question. I mean, I think if we're talking, like, specific games that we've been to, mine has to be when uh, my first ever Cardinal playoff game that I got to go to when they beat the Brewers. It wasn't Mm -hmm. wasn't that exciting a game, but it was in 2011 when they made that championship run. Yeah. And it was just – it was a fun game to be at. Um I think my, my favorite sports memories of all time are Rams Super Bowl win, jumping up and down the couch when that Mike, was cool. J- Mike Jones made the tackle. Cardinals in 06 and was then, unbelievable. Then, yeah, Cardinal, Cardinals in 06 and 11. I mean, 06 was fun because it was like it was the first one. So yeah. it was it was Since so, it was so right. cool to see that. But then in 11 when David Freeze – I mean, I remember just, just 
watching that David Freeze and like just literally screaming and just running around the house. Like I was so freaking pumped. If I could go back in time and re- every have everybody record themselves uh, during that, there's a video of it on. on is there already look, compilation? Look, look up a YouTube video on that on oh David Freeze, the shot heard around the world. It is the one of the coolest. It'll give you, it'll give you chills. I had chills. I still have chills watching that home. I've probably seen it. 200 times that yeah. clip of him yeah. and throwing a helmet through his legs yeah. i've seen that clip probably 200 times and i get chills every time and watching like the 06 team with uh with wainwright and went to gucci oh. that home run when yachty jumps up after you just yep. oh and he slammed the door on inch yep. and then i tell you what though i had the same reaction and it's weird to say this but for the nlcs when beltron got frozen with the yeah. bases loaded and yachty just they pumped that curveball in there I has I oh. went up and I started jumping like fist pumping, you know, banging the ground like just it was awesome. That I, that year was so much fun. Also, the uh, when the Blues beat the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. and I don't know was that the divisional or the first round? I think so. That or, or they beat the Blackhawks. You're uh, talking about this recent? Yeah, tw- yeah. Or the one, the one Troy Brower, uh, where Troy Brower scored. Yeah, the game winner. That game was oh, 2016. Man. I, I was believe. I was flipping out. I was mm-hmm. so happy, and a lot of my friends got to go to that game. I can't even imagine what it would have been like being there. But that was just because when it's against Chicago like that. That's why I wish they would have a a really heated series that the Cardinals could win, and like a NLCS or an NLDS where the Cards and Cubs are battling it out. I think that'd be fun to watch because like the Yankees and Red Sox have both had that mm-hmm. uh, in the past. So it it's that's. When you're beating a rival, it makes it that much better. My favorite one that I'll never forget was in 2014. And it was the Blues and the Blackhawks, first round of the playoffs. This is when uh, Barrett Jackman scored mm-hmm. the game-winning goal in overtime. Me and my buddies were at the game. We were in the first row of, like, we had, like, this club section seating. Right. We're sitting in the first row, and we had, you know, a bunch of Blues fans, obviously, we had like a set of Blackhawks fans behind us just chirping the whole time, just chirping because they were winning. They're up by one. Um, it was three to two. There's seven seconds left. Tarasenko sends a wrister, pumps one in, and that place erupted. I've never seen that type of reaction at a live sporting event. Was that a playoff his rookie game. season? That well, I don't think it was. 2014 was his rookie season. Has he really been with the team that long? I believe so. Anyway, so he pumps in that goal. We go to overtime. Then Jackman wins it in OT. To beat the Blackhawks of all teams in the playoffs, the guy behind they me did lose that series four two. By the way, yeah, I, I knew they lost that year. This guy behind me, about forty something years old, had a full beer in his hand. He's been jawing back and forth with this Blackhawks fan. Right. He spins around and chucks his full beer. Oh wow! Hits the guy's chest and explodes all over oh, him. Oh no! Amazingly, there was no fight. Yikes! But then, whenever Jackman scored that goal, I looked at the Blackhawks fan and I just pointed at him and I started smiling and he flips me off. And he had, you know, MF this, MF yeah. that, and then, then all this bullshit. Right, and normal right. Blackhawks fans, you know, yeah. by the way, are worse than Cubs fans. But it was so much fun to see that eruption. When Tarasenko scored that goal, and then when Jackman finished it off, oh, even though they lost the series, it wasn't the biggest game I've ever seen on TV or anything, but live, that was, like, the most explosive thing I've seen. Yeah, it, it and those are just fun games to watch and, oh, yeah. and see. And, and I think also another one that I was at was Missouri – against Texas A&M mm-hmm. when EJ Gaines just absolutely shut down Mike Evans for the game mm-hmm. and and Mizzou just silenced Johnny Manziel to send them to the SEC championship game in Atlanta. That was unbelievable. One of the, unbelievable. Stormed the field. One of the coolest sports. I remember watching that on TV. Yeah. That was cool. We stormed the field and everybody, the, you see the goalposts going down, everybody just runs on there and everybody's jumping up and down. 
chance. Something you don't forget. Yeah. I mean, well, because uh, the kick six was – we were there. We were watching kick six on, on the Jumbotron in Faro Field as uh, Chris – I can't remember his last name – is running it back for mm. Auburn because Alabama tried to hit the, kick the field goal to win the game. No, it was the same day? Yeah, it was right before. We're watching on the Jumbotron as Alabama's kicking a 60-yard field goal to go to the SEC oh championship. God. And everybody's like, okay, you know, watches it. And then uh, Auburn's guy takes it all the way back, catches in the end zone and runs it. And, and oh my throw God. field going absolutely ballistic. Everybody that's there for pregame, you know, is watching this. And I didn't know that was the same yeah, day. Yeah, right, oh. right before. And then we're like, okay, everybody crosses out there. We want Bama signs, so we want Auburn. Oh and my And then just God. silence Johnny Manziel that game. <sighs> I mean, it was Johnny Manziel, it was Mike Evans. It was their team was studly. They were one of the best in the SEC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mike that, Evans still one of the best receivers yeah, in the NFL yeah. now. And, I mean. and that that Missouri team now, you look at the amount of guys that are in the NFL. That's that squad was that defense especially. Oh, I mean, insane the, the amount of defensive linemen we talk about. But I can't imagine being in Faroe at that point because you guys are already pumped up after seeing right. Auburn like that. That's right. unbelievable. And then it was it was cool, even though they didn't. You know they had a shot to beat Auburn in that game, and and they the offense was there, the defense just Nick Marshall and uh, I think it was Trey Mason at the time just totally ran over Mizzou mm-hmm. with a triple option. They could not stop it, but had Mizzou won that game, they would have been going to the national championship. Would have lost against Florida State, but yeah. still to be say that Missouri is going to a national championship game would have been so cool. Oh yeah. Of course they go on to the I think it was Cotton Bowl where they beat Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. Shane Ray, strip sack, touchdown run, one of the best calls by uh by our our buddy Mike Kelly down there at Mizzou. Oh man, I listen I can listen to that one over and over. Oh yeah. It 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 was it was fun. So yeah, a lot of fun sports moments both in college and pros that we've gotten to see. And there's some like I think we should do this again when we can think about all of them cuz we could have we could talk for an hour about yeah. these oh, I, yeah. I feel like there's games I'm not remembering. One of the coolest things I've ever seen this is like on the other side of it, but going to a Cardinal game, I got to see them play the Yankees and it was Jeter's last year. So I got to see him tip the cap to the crowd. I got to see him all bat the, live for the first ge- time. All those so games cool. were, were sick to watch. Oh, it was neat. And I honestly, I love the send-off for a guy like that. It was just so cool. Did you know that was four years ago already? He's been out of the league for four years. Seriously? Yeah, 2014 all, was his last year. All those, uh, I was looking at the Yankees guys, Pettit's exit, Rivera's exit, and Jeter's exit were all super Super cool to see and yeah. super cool to watch. Rivera's, I was watching. I I just love that in the All Star game, and then both at Yankee Stadium when he's coming in to enter the Sandman. Yes, for the final time in Yankee Stadium, like that was just say what you want about the Yankees. You, that gives you chills, man. Oh my God, people say what they want about the Yankees. How they're Davis, they hate them all. If you see the the traditions they have and the history, obviously, yeah. you know Murderers Row and that whole deal, and. Jeter and like you said, the best Shoeless closer Joe of all time. Even down to like guys like Jorge Posada and Bernie Williams and guys that yep. won a World Series with that team. A Rod, that whole thing going on. There's so much history with that team, and yeah. like, even though the fans might suck at times, that is still one of the coolest franchises to follow. Oh yeah, it's just it's neat. I would love to go do like a history. Like I don't know if they have it. They probably do have a Yankees history museum or something. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So that'd be cool both, to go and Both the check Yankees and the Red Sox, even though the Red, Red Sox, Sox need to. kicked the Cardinals' ass in 4 and 13. Right. But, I mean, just the teams that they've had and the history that they have behind their stadium. Still one of my favorite stadiums that I want to go see and I think would be my favorite stadium all time if I did visit up, up there at Fenway and the, the Green Monster. Oh, yeah. Best moments that you've ever seen live, 314 877 at a game. We'll call it sporting event. So best 
moment that you've seen live at a sporting event. 314-877-8597. We want to hear your stories. I think that'd be a really fun podcast to do next if we got a lot of calls on that one. So Nick, we got a we got a phone call. We live got a phone during call. the show. A live phone call during a recorded show. How about that? Pretty cool. Uh Stanley Cup joins us on the uh, phone lines. Stanley, how are you? Doing great, boys. Doing great. What I was just calling into the phone line to leave a message and shit, uh, You sound like you're in like a tunnel. What's going on? No, no, just just out here cleaning out the back sewer uh, property. Oh, Almost nice. got that cleaned out. Do it every Sunday. We got a little problem over here. That a little mudslide comes in. That ain't what we're talking about. That ain't no big deal. How, how you guys doing? No, we're all right. The audio connection sounds much cleaner right now. It does. It's crazy, isn't it? Before, it sounded like on one of the voicemails, it sounded like you're in a hurricane. <laughs> well, it's, it just depends where I'm at and what I'm, what I'm, what I'm doing. Hey, you guys, you guys are really making some strides, man. I've been watching you guys on the internet and on on the Facebook and on the, on the, the Twitter and that stuff. And you guys are, you guys got assistants in there. You got other people doing uh, reports on the, on the theater. You guys are rocking and rolling. Well, you know what the people are saying on the reviews? They say it's that Stanley cup. We love that Stanley cups, what they're saying. Well, that that's a beautiful thing. I, I appreciate the time and effort of, uh, of you guys there on boys on the balcony. be to come on the show. So Stanley, uh, you know, I didn't want to, you know, really interrupt your hot take because once you get on the voicemail train, you kind of have your hot take in your yeah. mind. And you just let it fly. So, what was going to be the hot take today? Well, I, I just like to say that these Cardinals—they just—you think they're gone? You think they're going to blow it? You think they're going to be just forget about it? But they just keep hanging on barely. You know, they don't—they don't totally uh, shit to bed. You know, they just keep kind of keep things going and. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was just going to go and tell you about that. I'm not telling them. Well, there you go. Stanley holding them accountable. Holding them accountable. On live phone calls. Doing great. You got anything for Stanley, Nick, before we let him go? No, I think we'll let him go. Okay. Well, He's a busy go. man. <laughs> Stanley, keep bringing hey, the heat, man. We'll, we'll do it, boys. We'll do it. Thanks for calling. All right. We'll see you. All right, so that was Stanley, Nick. Uh, a live phone call. Live phone call on air. On a recorded show. Has that ever happened? Live phone call I, I, on a podcast? I'm not sure that it, I'm not sure that it has. Interesting. Not sure that it has. We there's might have the, just made podcast history. There's a first for everything, TJ. There's a first for everything. Well, that'll do it, Nick. Thank you guys for listening once again. Please tell your family and friends. Get on there. <laughs> family. Family. Friends. To go subscribe, listen, five-star rate us, give us a review, listen to us, love us. We love you already. We don't even know who you are. but Tons of new followers on Facebook and Twitter we got this week. Yes, so sir. welcome and thank you for all the uh, the love and support. Love and support. Thank you guys so much. And uh, all seriousness, we appreciate the support. If you have any ideas of things you would like us to talk about, videos you would like us to do, or you have something that you're like, man, this is a great idea. I kind of want to use it, we'll do but it help all. with Bruce on the Balcony. We'll, we'll take it. 314-877-8597. Or you can email me, Weber at fromthetapsports.com. All right, guys, that'll do it for Nick. I'm TJ. We'll see you on Friday. Peace. Bras on the balcony.